Yes, so I think the easiest uh, point of inspiration for me to make a show is always the music. So if I get a piece of music, I can I can just close my eyes and it just starts coming. Like it's like a little bit like what you do when you you're dreaming. You just you just start daydreaming. You're just closing your eyes and I just see like a universe unfolding. Today I'm talking to the artistic director Otto Plesner. Hi, Otun. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I've I've discovered you on on LinkedIn. I it's amazing the things you post there, and uh, I would love to know about what you're doing. You're a creative director. Yeah, artistic director. Yes. And uh, uh, what exactly is it that you are busy with at the moment? Uh, at the moment, uh, I'm working on a, a production uh, in Spain mm-hmm. uh, that we will be going to do shortly. I cannot disclose too much information since it's uh, private events. Yeah. Uh, but we're going there to do uh, a show at least. Uh, and then we have some other things coming up in the agenda. Uh, I work at Plugged Live Shows. So it's a company that work worldwide and internationally and work with a, a wider range of different type of events uh, within the industry, uh, be it corporate events, uh, also public, uh, we have done, and concerts uh, and brand activations. Um, yeah. Okay, so you, your your work is really to put up a show, if I yes. can put it, yeah. And, and, and you, you do all the, the, you you have to have the initiative to decide what or how do you approach your projects yes uh, so uh, whenever we get a project in uh, we usually always have a client who has a wish for whatever type of event it is that they want to have uh, so the very first thing that's important to us uh, when we get these inquiries is to start the creative process so it's uh, looking at uh, what they want but then for us to go in our creative lab and sort of uh, twinkle and sparkle up uh, amazing uh, things uh, that we find to be uh, we're always looking to create something that's remarkable so we're always like trying to search for the unique uh, I always like to refer a little bit to uh, David Lynch's theory about finding ideas where you're sort of fishing in his pond and yeah. you know, when you catch other fish they attract but in the end you need to go very 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 deep in the water to find these very beautiful and uh, special creatures that resides there. And once we find uh, that idea uh, is the core of, 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 our, uh, of our thing. When we have that idea, uh, that's when we then really start building and then we turn our idea into like a red thread. And most importantly, we always wanted to match whatever message it is. Uh, and we wanted to become something that is also tangible and emotional and related to the experience that we're creating uh, so that we can really make something unique. Well, it's it sounds as if you're in the business of making dreams come true. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that is what so, we do. Yeah. So what is your background? Uh, I, I read that you went to a performing arts school. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I used to study at the National School of Performing Arts in Copenhagen. Uh, there I actually studied producing, so production uh, management and stage management. Uh, but during my time there, uh, I discovered uh, my own creativity a lot more. 
and started uh, noticing that I maybe should be more of a director than I should be uh, producing. Uh, so that was my studies there. And, and before that, uh, I lived in New York and in Paris, where I did internships. Uh, in New York, I uh, learned a lot about all the immersive theater that was coming up at that time. So Punch Drunk, which is now the world's leading immersive theater. Uh, I saw all their things and they're kind of, they blew my mind and perception of what a show can be and how it can be created. Uh, okay, but now explain to me exactly what this is. Yes. Yeah. Is it immersive theater? It's immersive theater. So yeah. they have an experience uh, called Sleep No More in the McKintrick Hotel uh, mm -hmm. in New York. It's a hundred hotel rooms that they turn into an experience. Uh, and it's uh, based on the play of Macbeth. You have 12 actors and you walk in and they all disperse in different directions. And you can choose to follow them or not, but you basically can walk in and all of a sudden you're in a forest, but you're inside. All of a sudden you are in a little living room of someone. All of a sudden you're in a room made of carton. So it's like really these universes that unfold around you and this experience where you as a viewer really get to choose your journey within the story and where you are attracted to to linger or to see or, or do. Amazing. But is it a three? Is it is it um, virtual or is it real? It's real. It's real. Amazing. Yeah. So this forest that you're talking about, so this is created in in this in this space. Yes, they build the forest in the space and put actual uh, like props, but trees that are standing in the space oh. with a little a little uh, what's it called, a little tiny house with a little light in it, and a, a lady on a rocking chair, kind of suing and. Like, so it's really like, you know, you're really, it's really like stepping into a movie. Actually, I think that's the best way to describe it. It's like, you're really there. That is amazing. And I mean, what an experience. And, and you are now interested in, well, when you work there, was this something that you realized in you are interested in? Um, uh, I was just there for, for, uh, for, I just saw the experiences. So oh, I just, I see. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, uh, it was something I was extremely interested in. I think it, 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 I was very young at that time. I was only 21 or something. And I realized that uh, I think it was important for me because it, it, it made me see how much more you can do with the theater than, than, and, and how you can really make different type of concepts and how you can really immerse people into the universe and also how you can make the narration of the stories in a completely different way because you're actually not... Uh, pulling people through the narrative that you put, but you're allowing them to build their own narrative. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think it was uh, sort of a a revelation to see these type of uh, experiences and, and and theatrical things. And it's something that uh, really fascinated me because I I, I be believed at that time and still to this day that this is the future of of, of theater and entertainment to to go to be more and more immersive, and you can see it happening everywhere in the in the museums too uh there's this craving for immersing yourself and stepping into a universe uh when you look at the the next museum uh in amsterdam and all these sort of new media type of of museums that are really uh or the lumiere in amsterdam where you are stepping into a world of van gogh like spinning around you um there's all these uh things happening more and more and i think it's something that uh yeah People really want to step into the universe. 
Yeah, I think people want to experience because then you you're there and you there's not that distance. You're in it. You know, you're not just watching it. You just you're uh, uh, completely in it. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and also this must have also opened up uh, the fact for you that the boundaries. You know, this as we. I was just thinking now that sometimes we think, no, it's not possible, but this must have opened this up for you to say, well, it is possible and other things would also be possible. Yes. Yes. I think so. I think so too. I, I think it, it really opens up more than every, anything. Uh, I, I think in, in its core, like, you know, traveling uh, yeah. and, and experiencing different cultures, different worlds and different types of shows around the globe is something that uh, I think is very healthy as, as an, as an artist, because it's something that really opens your view on what's possible. And it, and it, and it like, it puts your, 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 your boundaries or your limits at a different place. So I, I'm from Denmark and I remember growing up in school, like in Denmark, we can be a bit, um, I don't know how to exactly explain it, but we're not always, if you, if you pitch someone an idea, they will start immediately saying why it wouldn't work. So, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like no, that can't work because of that, and there's too many uh, obstacles, and it's too expensive, or or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. And then at a young age, I would uh, was lucky enough to travel with my father to different places uh, when he was going to work, like Los Angeles, and some. And there, I started seeing all these cultures and all those spaces. And what was beautiful, I think, like you say, it opened my mind, and I came back to Denmark, like. It's not true what you're telling me because yeah, can do it and they can build all this stuff and they can make that and they can make that. Then all of us can do that. It's it's not, it's it's there. That's not that limit. You only put the limit yourself for how far you can realize your dream. Absolutely, yeah, I I absolutely agree with you there. And it does sometimes take you. You have to sometimes be removed from a situation. Uh, just to see the, for yourself and and you've experienced it now but now as a child uh, when you were younger were you always inclined to be this creative and did you also as a child can you look back and see okay but this is where it started uh yeah i i was always very creative um i think it's because my dad he's a he's a lighting designer uh so oh, he okay yeah in the theater shows my mother was a makeup artist and wig maker my grandmother was an opera singer my grandfather was an opera singer my uncle was also a makeup artist and wig maker stylist and a theater owner and so i was always surrounded uh, and instead of after school going home uh, i would uh, be in the theater for an hour or two uh, sitting there waiting for them to finish up what they were working on and i would sit there i, I, lo I love to draw uh, a lot so at one point in my life i was drawing a lot uh, and then i think when i was seven years old i found music uh, and music became the most important uh thing for me ever uh artistically something that i'm extremely i'm all my work is driven by music really so uh yeah <laughs> but also uh i spoke to um uh violinist the other day and we were talking about the visuals that's uh, attached to music that now uh, say videos for example that that people um do and that they you know to to sort of promote the music and we were talking about music in itself 
it doesn't mm. have to have that. And music in itself is enough. But it's always this added bonus if you put the music, uh, if you put a visual to music or if you put music to a visual, the, 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 the two sides go together. So, um, yeah, I can understand that you are driven by music and that that does that sort of spark ideas for you? Do you see things when you listen to music? Yes. So I think the easiest uh, point of inspiration for me to make a show it's always the music. So if I get a piece of music, I can I can just close my eyes and it just starts coming. Like it's like a little bit like what you do when you you're dreaming. You just you just start daydreaming. You're just closing your eyes and I just see like a universe unfolding. I listen to the lyrics and the lyrics uh, I find them to be vital because they always give you like key key points of what world are we in, where is he singing who is he singing to and that kind of also defines what type of universe you're you're building in your head uh, so i find that for me music transports me always into sort of like a movie or a scene or a or a place um and there uh when listening enough and diving deeper and i always like to for example if it's for an artist i love to just listen to everything they ever made because the more you listen the more you learn uh, the universe that they're building oh i see yeah that's true that's true and it's also their their um the evolution of their work you know that that you then catch up on exactly yeah what are the limitations in your job Oh, uh, I think when it comes to uh, more corporate ev events or, or events in general, uh, I think the limitations for that part is uh, that you do have uh, people that has a very specific goal with why they're having the event. Uh, and it can be anything, but uh, norm maybe it can be to communicate a certain type of message out to the employees, or uh, it can be uh, for a specific thing that they want to do or a new launch or and that uh, and that combined with also their values as a company they will have their values which is extremely important to respect and those values can sometimes also be restrictive towards the creative creativity because maybe they don't really align perfectly with the idea or they can be like uh, holding it a bit down and same with maybe also you know uh, colors uh, can be sometimes even uh, that a company side really? Yeah, we like those colors and those colors. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so there can also be something there. But I mean, uh, I think that's for the, that's for the, yeah, that's for the, that's for the commercial part, like that, that world that I'm working in now. I think for musical and theater, uh, there are other limitations where it can be sometimes more difficult to reach your audiences. Okay. Uh, so, so, so we all have like, there's always, there's always limitations, I find, no matter what I'm working on. I think for the creative part though, uh, the commercial and, and also if done right, when you get, I mean, depends on the client. Sometimes you get a client who just, you know, opens their heart to you and they go like, you know, I love what you're doing. Just make it. It's amazing. And and then you're, you're, you, you gain a trust where you can just go completely nuts. And I, I find it's the same uh, with everything. If you're doing a theater show or you're doing a corporate event or you're doing a commercial even, Whatever it is, it's just about that the people you're working with a lot. It's always about the people. Like if you have the right people in the right setting and, and that allows that creativity to happen, it will blossom and, and something beautiful will always come. And I think 
almost everyone is really capable of creating something extraordinary. It's just that a lot of times they're not given the right premise or the right foundation to allow that creativity to really, you know, like uh, yeah. all that fire to come out of them. But you must be very, well, I say lucky, but it's very fortunate that you actually, to create this, you work with creative people. So you're always working in a team with other people. Uh, is that something that is, is um, that you find inspirational, that you get inspired by other people's uh, artistic uh, input in your work? Uh, yes, uh, I love working with other people. Uh, I'm a social creature. So for me, I thrive on uh, being with others. Actually, I, I I prefer to develop any idea with with someone else. I think it's just a lot more uh, giving, more fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think life is also about having fun. Uh, and I, I don't know why why I would be doing this if it wasn't because it's something, you know, uh, different. Yeah. Uh, because doing creativity and arts is can be very, very pressure because sometimes you have to really deliver something crazy, but you know, at least you have all this fun because it's so uh, child childish or inner child and it's playful and it's like a playground and you're like a kid who's still kind of dreaming and putting up Lego pieces to build a castle, you know, yeah. uh, but just in real life. And I, I mean, uh, I think that, 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 that part is essential that then you need all the, the people around you and also yeah, for me, that's, that's, that's so vital. And, and also when I'm working with dancers or choreographers or wh whoever it may be, I always want their input. I really always tell them that I, please, you know, give me your ideas, give me your thoughts. I may be the director, but I'm not here to restrict. I'm here to, to open up doors and to help each other to really make the best possible show, uh, you know, in, in together. And, and, and that only comes from all of us, uh, sharing. Uh, because it's when we all share that's 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 the beautiful things when someone say hey what if i what if i go like this or what if i stand there what if we put this light on or what if the light is like the water and like wow yes that's that's exactly like those those i think it's like that's the gold when you when you get that's the magic actually when people start really uh, you know sharing and really giving yeah. all I, yeah i can absolutely imagine that and but when you initially have your idea, of course, you say you share and, and, and you like the people's input as well. But you must have originally this idea in your head. Um, when it is then, when it's the, then the end result, is it always how you perceived it? Is it is, um, or is there also this process that goes on inside you that you have to adapt or change or that it doesn't end up the way you saw it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of times it doesn't actually end up exactly how you see it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it depends. I had some uh, experiences shows where it really ended up the way that I, that I had it in my head, but I also have other times where it's completely different uh, mm -hmm. because as you say, you also, sometimes you just have to adapt and it can be uh, whatever. It can be that the venue cannot hold the, the, the thing you dreamed up because the video was just too big to fit and you have to cut it. And then that kind of takes away the core of your idea. And then you have to sort of remold it to something different. Um, and then step by step, you're starting to transform it into something entirely else. Uh, and I think especially 
sometimes with uh, corporate uh, things or events in general, uh, these things can happen because you're also sometimes doing things in places that are very, very difficult. Um, it can be in historic uh, uh, architecture, buildings that, you know, have a lot of restrictions towards what you can do inside of them and how much noise you can make or how much uh, the, the glass in the ceiling can take or different kind of things, you know, um, and also, or you can be doing a show on the water and you want to build platoons in the water and, and having that also has its, it's mm -hmm. a, in its spot. Also, it, it's something that also inspires you because it's fun to, 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 to do that and, and sort of find how, how can we yeah. make something there, you know, how can we make that work? Um, so, so yeah, uh, to answer your question, I think, uh, uh, it's, it's, it, I mean, you can have what you dream up in your mind, but it always evolves, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's always evolving and it's kind of changing as you're going and you're realizing things on the way of your creative, uh, path that you're realizing that I had this idea originally, but maybe this will be actually better. And then you start, you know, slowly transforming it. Well, I'm thinking now that you are, you have to, you're creative in, in the sense that you create, but you're also creative in the sense of problem solving because you, you, you have to, when you talk about this now, you, you have to solve problems all the time as you get along, as you go along. Yes. Yes, definitely. I think it's a big part of being a, or a, a director, an artistic director, I think it's also solving problem solving and, and, and talking to the, uh, being, uh, with the production team a lot to, to, to figure out, Hey, how, how can we make, uh, if you want to make a sun in the middle of a screen, how can we make it? Um, and what can we do? We could do this, and, but we only have this budget. Ah, but, ah, but then it can't work with that. But what if we then put, make a rig and we put lamps on the rig, put it behind the screen, and then we light the lamps through the screen. And then it's like the sun kind of actually bursting through the, and then, then yes, and that we can afford and we have the materials for it. So it's also a lot, those, those, those things. And I find, I find it really cool because it's kind of like the point where you're turning the dream into reality. Yeah. And how good you are at problem solving that specific part, the more amazing the, sh the idea will become because that's actually the, the crucial point. Uh, and some people I know, they, they just kind of leave that alone and go like, Hey, I had the idea. Now you figure it out. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think it's a shame because it, it, it's, it's better. It, like, I mean, I think it needs both. It needs the productional power. They have all the knowledge that how it can work, the technicality of it all. But the creatives, they have the, the, the problem solving part of, of saying something completely crazy. Like what if we build a, a metal stick and we put, put it on that. And yeah. it's something that you, you wouldn't think of. And you're like, oh, maybe, maybe it can work. And then the production department think, ah, not that, but we could do it like that. We could oh, yeah. actually, then all of a sudden you find the solution together. Well, that also then makes uh, probably, uh, uh, this added value to it or this added um these added points to it that you uh that, that it is that that aha moment that you say oh, hey this this actually looks so great you know if you if you could solve that problem but this is so fascinating this job that you have it must be amazing to do these things but the others on the other side uh you you create these shows but then it's over then it's it's not like a painting that hangs on the wall forever it's it's fleeting 
how do you feel about that? Is it is it for you sad when you think, okay, so this is over now. Now we have to start something new again. Yeah, we 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 do. We have a term for it. We call it like a after show depression. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's a little bit like a it's a thing actually because you you do have it a lot that you have like the blue the blue like the blues after after it because you're like you say you're you're working so intensely on something and it's just there for a moment and then it just evaporates and uh, and then afterwards you 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 miss it uh, or you wish you could see it again or uh, that you at least could see two times <laughs> yeah. it's a uh, it's it's what it is it, i mean it's it's something that but it's also the magic of it because it's, it's that's that's also what makes it so special because you only have that one moment to get it right and there's that one moment where it will be there and you'll see it and it's like a it's like a i don't know if it's like adrenaline dopamine endorphins all kind of things a mixture of it all you're standing there you work so hard and all of a sudden the show happens and you're seeing it and you're just overwhelmed it's like wow it's such a such a rush to to see it happen and i think that actually a lot of people are also in it for for that rush because it's also like a rush to to experience when it actually happens and the music and all coming together. Uh, and like you say, afterwards, you do have usually a little bit of a depression. Um, I think also when you work a lot, like in theater, you really become a family because you can work on a production up to more than two, three years together. And then you're really together in everything. And at that point, you, 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 I had some shows where I was a more performer, like a musical performer on the stage. And we were always crying, like in the end, you know, and hugging each other, like because yeah. it's like it's like a little family you build for this moment, and and all of a sudden it's just it's just gone. But I think it's it's something it's something healthy. It's, yeah. it's cool. like you know, you really get to to meet people and know people on a on a much deeper level, and I also think that's why it it touches you so much when something like that ends. Yeah, it's very intense then, you know, and then then it ends. But uh, then there's always the the next uh, project to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Otto, there's so lovely, uh, you know, um, this experience that you have and, and at a young age already that you've had, uh, you know, all these exposure from your father and, and from your family. Uh, but what are the wishes for you for the future? Uh, well, for the future, I'm uh, working on uh, right now. I'm working on one of my own shows. Uh, so it's called uh, it's called the Art of Memory, uh, and it's a like it's a multi sensory experience uh, that is about uh, a man who's diagnosed with Alzheimer's, uh, and it unfolds uh, the memory, but through this immersive type of experience. And uh, the reason that I'm making it is also because my grandmother had uh, Alzheimer's. So it's something that I, I really care a lot about. And I want to make this uh, kind of show, um, not just to have a, a beautiful story uh, and a beautiful experience, of course, that too, but also for people to raise awareness about that disease and it, the impact it has uh, in general. Uh, so that's, that's my uh, next project that I'm currently uh, working towards. And what are you going, how is this going to be? Is it going to be a stage show or how are you doing this? Uh, it's going to be, uh, uh, my. I imagine it's an in and around show. So it's sort okay. of a like uh, in and around circular kind of setting 
-hmm. uh, and you walk in and you're seated with having like a globe sort of around you. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the music and the dance and the scenes. And as they unfold, different memories kind of spring to life through this wow. immersive space around you. Amazing. So, so that's what I want to do. And I'm, I'm searching to, I think my, my main goal is I, that I want, I love musicals uh, my whole life, but I also f uh, feel a need to, to, I want to try and make something different, like do it in a, in a, in a different way, sort of, uh, and, and try some new methods for how you can really make musical theater, but in an immersive uh, setting. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. To get people really involved. Yeah, I would. I, I I think it would be great, and I think it would be. I'm I'm very excited to uh, to start on it and see, mm. and see what happens. And I'm looking forward to the day when it's when it's there and you can, you can see, yeah, how to respond. Please keep me updated. I would love to to experience that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think it's just a wonderful cause, and and to raise awareness to Alzheimer's is what a wonderful idea. Mm -hmm. and do it in doing it in this way mm -hmm. thank you petra but uh Otu, um thank you so much for your time um i wish you all the best with this project and all the projects you are doing very creative i love your post that you put on uh linkedin uh it's it's very inspiring and um and really much success for you for this project of yours mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Petra. And thank you for your time. And uh, thank you for this lovely meeting. It was uh, great having a chat. Yeah, it was lovely for me too. Okay, Otto. And whenever you come to Vienna, please let me know. Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a lovely day. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye.